Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by a bit of blood, 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 Benroy Turner. <laughs> Hi, blood. Hi, and Josh Brown. Hiya. We're leaving all these things in because we're on such a short time schedule, we need to make it work. Um, now, Benroy did mention that he was playing a bit of the old Void Bastards on uh, Game Pass. Oh, yes. Yes, and you sort of thought that, um, or you posited the idea that maybe the Game Pass has sort of saved the Xbox One, which is a very, very interesting question to sort of pick apart. Um, but I wanted to start by just sort of addressing the fact that we barely play our Xbox Ones in general. Barely at all, man. <laughs> like, I've got so many consoles now in the house. I play my PlayStation Classic more than I play my Xbox Disgrace. That's insane. Saying something, I am. Um, it was one of those things where I kept getting billed for Xbox Live because I just had it on monthly. Mm. And I remember checking in kind of March or something because I bought it again for Black Ops Four. Mm-hmm. And I remember checking, thinking, "Why is this bill coming out? Because I'm never going to play the Xbox <laughs> until something good comes out." Play a bit of Halo, mate. Well. I've already played Halo a billion times before. Nah, but that Halo 5, not that good, is it? It's not great. I mean, I guess that's the sort of wider thing is I was going to ask you guys, like, how much of you, do you find yourself playing the Xbox as the generation went on? Because I, like, you know, start, obviously they've put their major foot wrong and the whole thing with the the reveal with Don Matrick and everything else. The exclusives have kind of been pretty damn weak, Um, even though there have been some things that you can sort of point to, like Sunset Overdrive and Halo 5 that are fine enough, but not amazing. Um, But yeah, how have you sort of found, like, your use of the Xbox over the generation? Well, after I stopped taking this advice and had to the xbox 360 mm-hmm. um <laughs> my uh my friend upgraded his xbox one so i bought his old one off right. him so i just got it on the cheap because i'm gears of war 4 like massive gears of war fan mm-hmm. so i really wanted to keep in that franchise so i played that with him play mm-hmm. that then it just went into the cupboard right and that is really weird to put a current gen console in the cupboard for so long mm-hmm. then then it came out for obviously PUBG. right and until then <laughs> literally wasn't playing anything on it yeah, that's why I then again put it away <laughs> until I just committed to Game Pass. Uh-huh. Now I'm discovering all these great games like Void Bastards. I'm about to never really played Hellblade, so I'm going to dive mm-hmm. into that on there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Outer... This is Wilds? Outer Wilds. Wilds. No. Wilds. Wilds. Wilds is already out. But I've not played that yet. Oh, okay, okay. I'm going to mention Wilds and, later. And yeah. then obviously Wilds is coming. But I've... <laughs> since getting Game Pass, it's like a bar chart. You can see it just go straight right. up. Especially after playing all the old past gears, getting ready for this new launch. Mm-hmm. It's just such a convenient thing. And then, yeah, of course, play that 
that Halo game that came out, which wasn't that good. <laughs> but of the old Halo 5. I think it's worth addressing that like when they started you know, prioritizing backwards compatibility and they made it a big part of their E3, I think it was back in 2017, um, it might have been 2016, um, you know, saying that we're going to make this, you know, you're know, you going to play 360 games, original Xbox games, and we're going to make this big sort of push for like a legacy of content. Like, How valuable do you guys think that is? Because I remember loving the idea of that. It took them some time to put everything together, but now that you have access to all Xbox, it's like you know, you're buying into Xbox as a legacy as opposed to just the Xbox One. I love that. For me, that did help a little bit, to mm. be honest, because I went back immediately and played Fallout New Vegas again, and, and I found myself booting the Xbox up to play those older right. games, which was strange. I went back and played Far Cry 2, my favorite <laughs> game of all time. You and Blood <laughs> Far Cry 2. It's so good. But um, yeah, oh. I found it as a legacy console to be more valuable than a current-gen machine, which was so weird, especially mm. once I bought my PlayStation 4 Pro. That was kind of the death knell of right. the Xbox One, my Xbox One use, usage, because every time it came to a third-party title, why would I buy then a graphically inferior version when I could True. get, like, you make the most of the Pro in, like, a 4K TV? And I just thought, well, I, I need to find some use for it. And then it became this legacy machine where I could mm -hmm. play New Vegas on for <laughs> two hours a day and then come back two weeks later. Well, that's kind of the thing with me. Like, I mean, I, yeah, I've gone back to so many old things. Like, they have uh, Star Wars Jedi Academy on there, which obviously went back to... Played a ton of that. It's so good. And, like, I mean, obviously, obviously, it's dated in terms of graphics and everything. And the way that it plays is very like PC style um, but the just for that specific game the mechanics that they give you you can have so much fun with it like there's so much worth going going back to old stuff which I know the industry pushed back against for so many times even on Sony's side when it was like no one buys uh, PS3 games anymore they're mm -hmm. only going to want PS4 stuff and it's like no like we're gamers we, we grew up with this stuff like you know give us the accessibility to older systems and we'll go back to it like um, Josh you just played all four Metal Gear games in a row yes and I'm excited <laughs> just to get you can. the differences between kind of PlayStation Now and Games Pass because I think they're similar services but they diverge in very different ways. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of just being able to jump in and wow, I can play Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3, and 4 back to back and I don't need to pay anything more. I just mm -hmm. pay one month subscription mm -hmm. and then I get them all. I mean, admittedly, the PlayStation Now versions they're not the ideal versions because MGS4 in particular tanks when, the, when there's a lot going on and oh, really? the frame rate kind of goes a bit wonky. Mm. It's not terrible but you can still play it it doesn't detract too much but it is noticeable as a quick little aside for playstation now i haven't i tried playstation now when they first announced it i think you did as well then uh, i tried it a little while ago mm -hmm. just before josh i was saying josh to get into it i'll say the lag is a bit of a trouble well, that's what i was gonna say yeah. has that changed have they managed to tighten that up well i remember when i first got it a few years ago and i tried to play a sly cooper mm. i always relay this story because it didn't work and i was right. just thinking right this is me doing if it, it can't if handle sly cooper handle sly <laughs> cooper there's no point uh, but now they have tried to at least when i played it last all the mgs games except for ran relatively pretty solid mm -hmm. Hey, <laughs> solid snake. Um, and now you can download PlayStation 4 games, which right. obviously helps a lot because they that would absolutely tank the connection. Mm -hmm. Now you can download fully games so that you don't have to worry about the lag anymore. Right. I just wish that like when I played it, the, the Resident Evil light gun games, <laughs> playing them, after a while it got too hard, just the chore just to give up because it was just impossible. Right. I think, I mean, to get back to the, because I, I do want to just mostly stick to Xbox, but I like the idea of discussing like, like legacy content, access to old school stuff. I think PlayStation, like as a as a brand, as a history, you know, just as a, I don't know, entity in gaming, they have so much to offer. And it, like they seem to have still not really given us any PS1 games or anything. Like, no, I don't think there's really. any way to play anything old school. Um, not PlayStation 1. You can play a select few PS2 PS2 titles. Yeah. I like when they kind of they introduce trophy support. They kind of upres it in a way. Mm. It's quite cool going back to play something like uh, the Mark of Cree on the PlayStation 4. Yes. Or um, Bounty Hunter. Star Wars Jedi about Bounty Hunter. Yeah. Holy Standard for Bounty Hunter as one of the best Star Wars that games. That was awesome. Totally. But this, the selection is kind <laughs> of like when Nintendo did the uh, virtual console.
total. The selection is just weirdly limited. Mm. You could imagine that they could do so much. They like you said, they've got such a history and such a legacy, mm -hmm. and yet they're kind of not choosing to well, see, so capitalize on it. I think that Xbox have doubled down on it because their exclusive lineup has been so naff, and because their general sort of positioning in the market has been so bad. They've been in second. Well, they're now in third place for so long. Um, but it's like you see, like Nintendo are a perfect example of a company that were doing it so well last gen. Like for as much as everyone overlooked the Wii U, like you could go and play like N64 games and SNES and mm -hmm. I think even Game Boy at one point. Um, but those things didn't carry forward. And as soon as they got back into poor position, they just didn't bother anymore. Well, again, completely going off the Xbox kind of focus. But I remember talking mm. to you when I was thinking of getting a Switch uh, one Christmas. Right. And I remember talking and being like, well, I'm so excited to play all these past games because I haven't really had a Nintendo <laughs> console before. And I was like, and good like, luck with that. No, good luck with that. That's just, that's you want a Wii U then? And I was like, what? Why, yeah. would, why would you not carry that forward? It seemed like such an obvious move and yet they... And it's it. weird because I've dipped into that because the only reason I have the subscription at the moment is to upload my Mario Maker levels. That's literally <laughs> all I have it. And I had a look. Uh -huh. Wasn't I was like, I it's all NES stuff. Yeah. And like I think they're planning for the future. I think they've got all the NES stuff now. And I mean the 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 depths of the uh, the old archives that they're going to to like put titles on there that I haven't even heard of stuff from like 1989 or whatever it was. Um, just random all sorts of games. But I assume that that's because they're very slowly going to go through SNES, then N64, probably GameCube, and just make it the Nintendo platform. Yeah. And the, then we'll have a new console by then. <laughs> Probably, the yeah. thing, my, my only question is when? I know. It's been, what, a, almost a year since the live service uh, on Nintendo launched? I think mm -hmm. it was last September. And Switch Online was last year. Yeah, we yeah. haven't. I think so. I think so. I'm anyway. pretty sure. Yeah, it was because I had it last Christmas. Mm -hmm. That's when I bought it. Uh, and yet they haven't rolled out, to my knowledge, any new games on the service. New games, but they're all NES games. That's right, what I mean. Okay, they, yeah, they, yeah. they keep picking these little, like obscure things for some random NES fanatic who's just like, oh my God, finally. I can't even think of something that's as obscure that's on there. Um, um, but yeah, it seems like they're kind of going for that. But to bring it back to Xbox again, like they seem to be in the best position in terms of they're known as the backwards compatibility, the Game Pass company um, or the system. Um, and is that, I mean, for me, I think that's something that PlayStation and Nintendo should seek to emulate. Like they've sort of just lost ground on something sure. that they could have done. As I, I'll post a question, I don't know if you're going to ask it, mm. but what game brought you both on to like Game Pass? Like, game, like <laughs> this is worth picking apart as well because uh, it was Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Um, because uh, that was the whole thing that Microsoft put out. Like, oh, you know, you're going to be able to play all of our new first party things, all of our new exclusives um, for this like minuscule amount of money, which I think was like eight pounds or whatever for Sea of Thieves at the time or for the, for the Game Pass uh, subscription. And so, yeah, playing Sea of Thieves, I literally got it to try that. And I went, okay, Sea of Thieves is great ideas, but pretty enough. And then I got rid of it again. Um, and then yeah. it was Jedi Academy. So it was uh, after Fallen Order. I was like, man, I used to love these games. And then reading that they'd added them all on they added Battlefront 2 original Battlefront 2 and all that so I ended up going back to it again so for me it was Sea of Thieves I right okay I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna start to tell you guys because this has been my relationship with the Xbox One to a T in right. that I originally bought the Xbox One as a console to play Rise of the Tomb Raider I wanted to play it so <laughs> bad wow. I wanted to be fair, you yeah, I that too. with with the uh, kind of you know expectation of playing the Gears 4 going back and playing Halo 5 uh -huh. um, playing Crackdown 3 I was so excited for but every time one of those major exclusives came out <laughs> I thought, no, nah, I'm not going to buy this at launch. Even though I love Gears, I waited about six months before I bought Gears 4. Really? I didn't end up getting Crackdown 3. And I was going to get Game Pass for Crackdown 3, but the same thing happened where the reviews came out and mm. I thought, is this worth my time? And that's my big thing now. Now, now, now that we're in this <laughs> gaming landscape where almost anything is accessible at our fingertips, mm. the premiere is on time. And mm -hmm. it's, I was just thinking, there are so many games in the world. There are so many games in my backlog. <laughs> Do I have time to get Games Pass? Do you have time for Down 3? To get Crackdown 3. So my plan at the moment is to get Games Pass for Gears 5. Right. That's what I'm planning on doing. Okay. Should do that. Which, uh, oh, for me, yeah, I was about to say, Crackdown 3. And <laughs> it was a perfect uh, game to just play with a friend, just chat. 
Mm -hmm. uh, we did two sort of like, say, five-hour sittings of that game. Mm -hmm. Done. Gone. Forever. Never going to play it again. <laughs> Not that good. <laughs> but it was the game that really got me to just take the leap mm. because the only game I've actually properly purchased since the Xbox One has come out is Gears 4. Right. Everything mm. else has been like this free or downloaded sale, from Games of Gold. Literally everything else, the only game I've ever purchased is that. Right. And I've just, I'm now I'm living off Game Pass. Mm -hmm. It's really weird that. I, I want to like bring that in as well. That like I started thinking this on um, just like looking at the amount of Steam sales when I started finally getting access to, I mean, they've been going for so long, but like when yeah. I finally got a Mac that could run something and I went on the Steam sale, that idea of having like, you know, so many different games offered up to you so quickly. And then obviously you bring in like uh, the monthly freebies that like you get on um, PlayStation Plus and on, like, on Xbox Live and everything, um, games with gold. Um, do you think that they devalue the game because I find that I then up approaching if you if you have everything just sort of offered to you that I end up approaching everything the way that you did Crackdown where it's, which I totally did with Sea of Thieves where I play like a chunk of it and then I just I know that I haven't really invested in it because I haven't bought it yeah and I think that that has a weird sort of psychological devaluing to everything I definitely think it does I think when you when I've even on PlayStation now obviously I haven't got much experience with the games past but mm -hmm. when I would just see things on there even old games I would just kind of jump into them for an hour or two even scratch games I've long been wanting to have played properly I mm -hmm. just kind of scratched that and just thought, nah, do you want something else? And it yeah. makes you kind of more eager to try something, but at the same time, kind of, you, you, the risk reward isn't there, so mm -hmm. you don't have that kind of, you shouldn't really have it, but when I buy something full price, I've got that mentality of, I need to like, <laughs> I need to try and get my money's worth out of this, I need to give it a full shake, but uh -huh. if you don't have that monetary investment, it's much easier to put something down, and that might come at the detriment of the game because you might mm. not give something a chance that doesn't get good for five hours or something like mm -hmm. that, and then you've just wrote it off because oh, there's a billion other games I can try. That's the thing, and it's like when they're offering up these massive platters of potential titles, and it's like you sort of pick little bits and pieces of like hors d'oeuvres, kind of treating every single game on Xbox like this little taster session. Um, do you think something? Because I mean, you, you reviewed Days Gone, I mm -hmm. think. So yeah, you got all the way through Days Gone. Then why do you think you would, if say if Days Gone was on like a Game Pass type thing, yes. you would have still got all the way through it? Uh. Yes, I think so, because it was pretty dry at that point. Mm. And I fell into the loop right. three or four times. I also fell out the loop with that game because, <laughs> oh my, it just keeps going on and on and on. I don't think it ever ends. Even when it's ended, it's not ended. There's still more stuff. <laughs> it's just like, oh, we've done this. Oh, but wait, this happened another four hours. Thing. But yes, that's probably a perfect sort of example. Mm -hmm. But then again, I kind of rate Days Gone a little bit. Well, you you love all the, the, you love the zombies. Zombies, love the disease, yeah. So With yeah. zombies... Downloaded Dead Rising 4. Uh -huh. Dead Rising 1 got me to buy a 360. Right. My game of the year that year. Come to Dead Rising 4. I was just like, this is a sorry state of affairs, isn't it? <laughs> no. Play it for two hours. Nah, close it, delete it. Mm. Gone. Dead. I think um, I, I, that's the thing, though. Like sometimes, because one thing that I love that they've done is that obviously the Halo Master Chief Collection is the all three games in Halo Four, and I think sure. they've added ODST to it. Um, and you have all the Gears games as well. Um, and there's something about like for me, like p finding one game from a respectable and known um, entire franchise or whatever, and then being able to go here, okay, like here's the entire series. Yes. And you can just play through all of it, like you did it with Metal Gear. Well, yeah, but yeah, yeah. exactly what I was going to say there. I just did it for Metal Gear. I got PlayStation Now so I could finish all of those Metal Gears. Mm. But the problem for me is now I'm going to cancel my subscription until I get that um, <laughs> until I get that itch back. I have no reason to have this like like this um, service available. What if something to gets? Me. What, how do you, is the curiosity not there though to like what's going to get added? With or? me, and I don't know whether it's with you guys. I want uh -huh. to open this question up to you and everyone watching this. Mm -hmm. Is that when it comes to games, I'm I listening. already have such a 
backlog. I have Devil May Cry 5 that I want to mm. play from this year. I have a bunch of old stuff that I want to get to. I, again, like I said, I've got a library on my PlayStation 4 of games I need to get to. So unless I have that targeted right, I'm going to play Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3, 4 in the space of two weeks. Uh-huh. I don't need a service that just offers more stuff and more distractions. Because like True. you said, I don't want to just jump into games for two hours and then discard them and try something else. Mm-hmm. I want to get the full experience. And it's too tempting to just have PlayStation <laughs> now of, I could get into this game that I've wanted, been looking forward to for ages, or I could just boot up PlayStation now and jump into this. And there's my night done. And it was fine, mm. but I don't get really anything from it. Yeah, is that kind of the same thing with you? Like, you'll make a point of going through more. more. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If something's free, I'm always, I look at it and I'm like, oh, I, I didn't really pay for this. Right. Even though I did because I paid for the subscription. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I get the thing like I just sort of like discard it. Mm. Void Bastards is the only one that's stuck, right. stuck in a way that is like in, te- in my brain, like, I'm thinking, how am I going to defeat these like aliens tonight mm-hmm. sort of thing. But everything else, I just kind of like drop and put down. Yeah. The only reason, the only like he's done with Metal Gear, mm-hmm. I've gone through the Gears of War games. That's the only really fees- thing I've been doing I think recently. If you, were, if you were a new Xbox owner and you heard about Gears of War, I mean, obviously you would know about the IP, like yeah. less so in the 2010s, but like, you know, you're, at least they'd give you the option to be like, this is why Xbox matters. You can go back, you can play these games, you can understand why people fell in love with the series and why the 360 used to be such a big deal. So I think like, it is worthwhile having those things on. But like, yeah. like that question of like, did, has Game Pass saved Xbox? It's like, well, it can, but yeah. they haven't necessarily like, you know, marketed it in a way that says like, look, this is the entire legacy of Xbox at your fingertips when they could do. It's caused mine to be turned on a lot more right. and the other day I actually, my mind was full I was like, oh it's full I've never had a, a <laughs> full like for the first time <laughs> yeah. in five years so, 
get out of here, crack down. That was it. <laughs> I think there is a good like it's 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 very valuable games pass because I we're all in the luxurious position now of having full time jobs. Yeah, so buying new games isn't as much of a I don't know, a kind of big thing as it used to be. Is even when I was in uni, like buying a new game mm. was going to be one of the few that I bought that year. So I feel like if I was still kind of like in that environment where there was such a premium on new experiences, Games Pass for that subscription service is just so, so valuable and so, yeah. so accessible. It's the same, obviously, it's the Netflix for games or whatever, but it's the same with that. Like, mm. you can go out and buy a 15, take the risk and buy a 15-pound Blu-ray, mm-hmm. or you can just see what's on Netflix and get it's a true. whole history from there. And I think exactly what you said there with Gears of War and having these great franchises that are tied to Xbox just suddenly there. Mm-hmm. It makes you kind of want to get, if you haven't had an Xbox before, jump into it because you've got all of those defining experiences kind of yeah. at your fingertips. Because that, for, oh, go on. Sorry, I was about to say, because for me, after that faithful Don Magic thing mm. speech, Xbox just lost its identity. Yes. Like, yeah. This used to be a hard-hitting franchise. You had the Master Chief, you had Gears of War, like Marcus Phoenix, you had all these like, uh, was it uh, Forza Motorsports? You had all these mm-hmm. titles that come out like year by year, and there's always a like a massive banger on the Xbox. Then it just kind of died away. Like yeah. looking like a, look at a farm or something. That's just all the crops have died. <laughs> like what are you doing? Like what if someone's just got an Xbox One? I don't know how they have lasted this generation. Well, like, I, I, yeah. I don't even understand. Things, even things like Scalebound getting cancelled, like yeah. sort of notable head turners that like maybe the action crowd were looking forward to just ended up getting cancelled. Um, but like I said, like they they've kind of supplied it with Game Pass, and then but like I said, if you just bought an Xbox. Xbox now and you boot it up and you'll get the, the little tile advertising like by the way you can sign up to Xbox uh, Game Pass and you can get access to all these different things I think that is satisfying um, but I think that they, they absolutely have advertised that stuff better um, I also want to talk about that I, the difference between like a digital collection and a physical collection because like mm. you mentioned with Netflix um, obviously they rotate stuff way faster than Game Pass does in fact the Game Pass is very rarely take stuff off they, they seem to be adding a lot more than they ever take away yeah. um, but in that whole approach to like a, you know like an archive of stuff on Netflix you might check out like half an hour or something and be like oh this is terrible i'm gonna yeah. go with something else as opposed to like the monetary investment in it um and it's just i guess that's just like a question of like value like do you guys value like a physical collection of games more than a digital collection because i used to be entirely physical i've kind of started to change i'm definitely physical still right. i i love i remember when crash insane trilogy came out and i went around <laughs> all the shops in newcastle genuinely went around every single one mm-hmm. and it was sold out everywhere they right. must have like understocked it didn't really anticipate everyone wanted to buy it mm-hmm. and i felt genuinely bummed out <laughs> i had to go home and buy it on psn right Right. It's the same. I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to go watch a film called Mid-90s. Yes. And it's not out to rent yet on Amazon Prime, so I'm going to have to pay $9.99 to watch it. And the idea of owning that on Amazon Prime and not having a Prime's weird thing yeah. is like, this is kind of almost meaningless. And that also goes into the argument about kind of game preservation. Mm. If everything goes digital, all it takes is those servers to go down and yep. then potentially these experiences are kind of lost or inaccessible. Which has totally happened on to PlayStation it. and Xbox. Definitely, yeah. Which, like, yeah, in terms of like the preservation thing, like, yeah, if those servers go down, your entire the stuff you've paid for, you can't get access to. Mm-hmm. Prime is weird because it feels like you're just buying a chunk of like their account, like their archive. It's not really yours. Yes, you're just buying yeah. like because you're still streaming it. You're just buying access to stream it. Um, what do you think, Bimbo? So with me, PS4, mm. I love having my physical collection there. So I've got them there. I'm throwing them in the the um, shelf. order. I was really same with Josh. I was really bummed out when I had to buy Wolfenstein Youngblood on digital because I was like, oh, this just doesn't now, it doesn't feel real. <laughs> right. like, whereas my Xbox is 100% digital. But with PS4, it's just like, I like to just put it there, still see it there. Mm. Probably next generation, I might slide away from that. But as you go <laughs> into like, the Prime stuff, mm-hmm. I can't buy a film off Prime. I can't do it. I have to rent it or I'm just not going to watch it. And right. I found myself even swaying to more renting off YouTube. 
Now, I know this. Oh, I know that. that before. It's no, weird. that sounds weird. But it's when when you can't find a film it. anywhere, and you know it's not going to be like lovely 4K or something. I'll just rent it on YouTube. Right. And I just prefer to do that, and I think it's really weird and disgusting. But then, the, <laughs> the, the accessibility like trumps the idea of the yeah. connection, the worthwhile sort of side of it. Yeah. Um. I, I guess the, one of the uh, final things that I've got is like, do you think that all of this stuff has changed what the Xbox is? Because I, when I think of the Xbox, I do think of these this sort of value proposition. I don't think of the exclusives at all. They're kind of like the Rebel Alliance now. They're kind a of, little they, bit. They form together and now. They're like fighting back sort of thing. And then they offer like yeah. loads of to indie devs like come on you can go and game yeah. pass we'll give you a cut of it like it's fine this must be making a ludicrous amount of money because they just don't seem to care that they're, they're not putting that much money in exclusives yeah absolutely i think ben roy uh, made a really great point earlier on that they kind of lost their identity after mm. 2013 when the entire xbox brand was in crisis as, the, as they pivoted from an all-in-one entertainment machine back to a games console but bef- all before then I preferred the original Xbox over the PlayStation 2. I was an Xbox 360 oh, guy. I was I'm pulling a disgusted face, brand. listeners. I was talking to Ben Ryan this morning about when the PlayStation 4 was announced. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking to myself, yeah, it looks pretty good, but obviously Xbox are going to do better. Wait a minute, sorry, wait a minute. You preferred the original Xbox over the PS2? Disgustingness. Yes. yes. Bad. I've never yes. heard that take. That no. is insane. It, I, could, I could dab right now. You should. That, you, I mean, you might as well own it. <laughs> do a list on no, it. Genuinely, Carry on. Genuinely liked it. Uh, genuinely enjoyed it more. Obviously, you didn't have... Because of what? It just—it was just Halo? satisfying. I like, like the big a, controller. You're like, like a big heavy box there. It was graphically kind of a bit more advanced. You know, you had uh, Halo on there. It was—it was really good. Look, this is not the argument for today. No, we'll, we'll do—we'll we'll do an entire separate podcast on this. <laughs> yeah. This is insane. This <laughs> like pains me. This. Can't even remember my point. But yes, I thought <laughs> they had a very distinct identity yes. over those two generations, and then they, then they lost it, and they've got had no exclusives over the past few years that have kind of reclaimed it. I don't really know what type of games Microsoft now makes. But mm. with the backwards compatibility and especially the Games Pass, I have now a reason to go back over to that brand because it feels identifiable again in a mm-hmm. way that it hasn't for such a long time. I think that they've kind of like they sort of like snuck in and taken the for the players thing from from Sony. Yeah. Um, because for as much as I mean, Sony said all that stuff. I mean, it's weird if you look back at sort of marketing trends and the way that the industry went. Like I kind of I mean I love my 360, but I think that that got so much of a boost because the PS3 dropped the ball so much on the, its pricing and its cost and that E3 reveal and the massive damage meme and everything else sort of allowed the Xbox to take off again then they got way too full of themselves and we got the Don Matrick thing and then Sony was like well we see an in yeah. and we, we do that viral video about how you share games and then we do this whole thing about that, you know accessibility on the PlayStation um, and for the players and that ad- advert that showed like PS1, PS2, PS3 and it's like remember why you love PlayStation and they played their nostalgia card mm. and it's like and that's just sort of worked for this generation but then if you look at the actual you know the systemic stuff that's on the Xbox they do offer a better package of stuff mm-hmm. just not on the exclusive front but for yeah. third parties and the actual hardware and game pass and everything else like you know microsoft have kind of turned it around yeah um i think this is re-fertilizing the ground to get players back in for we know there's a a ton of studios now working on Mm -hmm. new things Mm -hmm. i think this is like that we got gears of war kind of like oh can't play this and like all game pass and it's the perfect middle ground Mm -hmm. and once we've run out nostalgia and we've gone through all the back catalog (laughs) i think then they're going to start coming with the big hits, although probably not this generation. This, no. Yeah, this is it. The difference between, I think, this generation and the last is last time Sony completely dropped the ball and it allowed Xbox to get out ahead. Mm-hmm. In over that generation, Sony had a long, long time because that generation was longer than normal. Mm-hmm. They to caught kind up. Of, yeah, pull things around. And then they did eventually catch up in that generation. Whereas sure. this time around, I think Microsoft have done the same. But because it's been kind of shorter, 
I think they just sort of admitted defeat early, like mm. kind of wrote it all off and was we just sort of decided, yeah, you know what? We'll let Sony have this we're one. We're so far behind. We're, we're so far behind. We'll tinker and we'll change as they have been doing so we're as strong as possible for the next gen. You so know when you, play, when you play like a racing game or like something like a kart racer and you can't win? Yeah. So you just go backwards and just shoot the person <laughs> in first place? It's kind of like that. It's kind of just like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm a big fan. I think, um, and also you mentioned like, you know, the, the devs that are now working with Microsoft. I was going to mention Outer Worlds um, because I didn't realize that that was coming to Game Pass. That feels, like, and I know that obviously it's because Microsoft bought them. Um, but that feels like a massive, it would be, a, it's like a faux third party, big, massive, uh, major release that's I'm just being it. put on Game Pass. I'm going to play on Xbox One now because it's going to be technically free. Well, that's the thing, right? So it's like, th that would be their in. Like, you know, if, if other sort of third parties put their games on Xbox, I mean, Microsoft would have to cover up a lot of cash to, mm -hmm. um, you yeah. know, sort of to do it. But um, I guess it's like one of those questions on what do you think that then does for the value of third party games? Because all of a sudden you have like, it's not an exclusive. Yeah. This, this became an exclusive. But if some, uh, some other company decides to put their game on Game Pass, it's kind of like a it's like a makeshift exclusive, and they get the expo, they get people in to play it again. It's uh, it's weird that one. <laughs> I haven't really thought about it in that way until now. Like mm. for some reason, I didn't think of it as a third party game. It, it almost either. definitely won't happen because it won't benefit the company unless they, yeah. unless Microsoft pay them to put it on there. But that would be a very sneaky way to have an exclusive. That would be very new. Yeah. No one no one has really done that before. <laughs> I don't know what that would. I guess it, then it comes down to if you have both consoles, would you want to pay no money or mm. would you kind of want the better version well, of the work. I yeah, tell you what, yeah. I tell you what, it's better than this boring thing of like a year exclusive where I yeah. I totally writ off Tomb Raider. Like, don't mm. just do this year thing where you're going to be over there. I'm just not going to play you. <laughs> even, when you even when you come over here, like on play on PlayStation for ten pounds, uh -huh. I just don't want to. Right, uh, you, yeah. you've su you've salted you've the earth. It. And not to be the console well, like war fanboy that it just sounded like. It's <laughs> more just like. I prefer playing things on my PlayStation. I don't want to have to play something on my Xbox One mm. sort of thing. Like I, I kind of like well, trophies and things mm -hmm. like that. You know? I was going to say, does that boil down to like the use of the controller, the XMB, the feel of Tro using those systems? The, I'm sorry, like this might enrage people, but the Xbox One like dashboard interface has been dog it's bad. crap yeah. for years. I think it's got a bit better, but PlayStation's just been nice, clean, and simple. I remember once, X, I think it was the Xbox 360 when you booted that up. Mm -hmm. The first thing you were selected on was an ad. And then you yes. kind of knew that this was the end and then Xbox One just got even worse. I mean, Xbox One is very much Microsoft pushing the Windows 10 storefront stuff, like all the tile sets and the the really like kind of just like really stupidly bright colors. I found myself Googling where to go or asking my friend right. in party chat, like, I, wait, where do I go to <laughs> invite you or do this sort of thing? Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they've tried to like overhaul it a bunch of times, but it's like, that's the thing. They, they've put their money elsewhere. They seem to be planning yeah. for the future, which like I do think has worked. Like I said, I do think of Game Pass as this massive positive thing that um, I would love. Like that. the thing is like for as much as I love Game Pass on Xbox, if I think of the legacy of PlayStation or the legacy of Nintendo, they're the people that I want to take it. Yeah. So I kind of want Microsoft and Xbox to be known as this, you know, massive, like they need to pose competition in this field so that those other companies can do it as well. I don't know how much time we have left, but I have one question. For Two you minutes, Josh. Two minutes, okay. If, if, if everyone goes down the Games Pass route, if yes. everyone gets their own subscription services, which they kind of have with PlayStation now acting as a competition, but mm -hmm. if they had the exact same sort of exact same sort of setup. It was that reliable. It was that broad. Mm -hmm. Would you buy them all? Because we only have so much money. <laughs> we only have so much time. We only have so much amount for subscriptions in our lives. I mean, at that point, it would come down to if there's any specific like platform differences or, or something, some sort of good. Then it would be on the um, the console owners to make sure that their version did have, give you a reason to you know invest in that platform. Um, hence why, I mean, we're entering into the streaming wars in uh, Hollywood and, and TV services and everything else. Um, so I think that I think that'd be the way that it goes. It'll depend as well on the reception of Google Stadia mm. um, because they the Google Stadia is the epitome of not owning something, but mm. but owning it, quote unquote, on a, on a live service. 
um, which I, it makes me feel all weird inside and I don't like it. Um, so I don't know, maybe that's just like a, because we weren't schooled in that stuff when we grew up, but I, I don't have faith in that, those services. I think I'd get the platform holders service, but I'm not gonna, I might delve into the Ubisoft one just to play a Splinter Cell mm -hmm. there and then. But like, as you do with the PS, PS Now, I'm just gonna cancel it. But <laughs> it's really scary because the console wars are over and begun, the streaming wars have. Stream oh wars. God, oh, geez. Star Wars for the end of the podcast. <laughs> yes. But yeah, let us know what you think down in the comments below if you're following along on the video side or come find us on social media if you're listening on any of the audio platforms. For now though, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast and I've been your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Yes, hi, bye. And <laughs> <laughs> Josh Brown. Goodbye. I'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.